Good morning. Love Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. I almost got in before they did their tagline. I um, am glad to be here with you this morning. It's a beautiful day where I live. The uh, sky is bright. We have had interesting weather uh, lately. The leaves are falling. Uh, I live in Northern California, so trees do shed their leaves. Maybe they do in Southern California, too. I have to tell you, I don't remember. And um, it is just a glorious day. If you look outside, you can see life shimmering in the leaves as the sun cuts across them, and it's gorgeous. Thank you for joining me here in my prayer room. Uh, I have prepared for your coming by lighting some incense and uh, sitting here quietly. I encourage each of you to find a place where you can meditate and pray, uh, where you live, leave, excuse me, the residual energy of your last meditation, your last prayer. Today's program is about learning to connect with God, with love, when you're in a time of chaos so that you can relax. And as I talk about this topic, I think the thing that stunned me this morning is the realization that maybe I'm redundant. And yet the truth is so simple that redundancy is inevitable. The truth, simply put, is we are all divine creatures part of God. We forget that. We do not act as our highest selves. And we look for salvation because we do not act our highest selves. The salvation is within us and is right beside you by asking God to join you. There is no process that you have to go through. There is no book you have to read. There is no ritual you have to observe. You simply need to sit down and give some quiet time to God. You don't have to come here on Sunday mornings. You don't have to do anything but sit down and give some quiet time to God. It's such a simple formula, and I can't believe that I've been talking about it for so very, very long. And I feel today a little bit like I don't know what new I have to add. I look around at the world today, and I can be a little political. I can be, excuse me, I'm going to cough. I can be deeply saddened, as I am, that we as a society uh, in my country, in the United States, and perhaps in other countries, I believe so, that our leaders are so disconnected from us and so connected to their sense of power that despite having had just a giant, very contentious election in my country and in others, we uh, have... uh, people who have so much who will not really be affected by their decision casually talking about a fiscal cliff that most of them are not going to fall off of. But you and I are. 
And I'm deeply, deeply troubled at that indifference, at the cavalier attitude that this is being discussed. Because I ask, does that really reflect their highest selves? Does that reflect a thinking that recognizes the regular people that they represent? That That is my question today, really, as I'm thinking we are in the middle of chaos. And here we are in the middle of chaos And our leaders, who are supposed to keep us calm, are instead cavalierly talking about, well, I guess it's just going to happen. And and the things that are just going to happen are immense things. And they're saying, well, you know, we've got a president, and the people have indicated who they wanted as president, but they also indicated who they wanted to be their representatives. So basically, that means they really didn't indicate who they wanted to be their president. And so the the economic and political philosophies that are coming from the president should be ignored because we in the House of Representatives know better. I don't know. I don't know, but to me that is a huge chaos that we are all facing. As I'm sitting here right now, I recognize that today what we're going to do is is we're going to do something uh, to bring our collective consciousness together. We're going to do something that reminds us how close God is. Simply reach out your hand. And we are going to unite our thoughts, our minds, our hearts in in a collective um, prayer for all of those here in the United States as well as around the world who be, who are being affected by leaders who choose to act as though their needs do not matter. I find the comments that, well, I guess we're just going to have to go off the fiscal cliff to be functionally equivalent in 2012 to Marie Antoinette saying, let them eat cake. I'm leaving that silence there because in the end, each of us, and I've said this so many Sundays, Each of us is responsible for our own actions. Each of us is responsible for our own words. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with love and the Word was love. How loving are our actions? This this week I've had examples where I have not been my highest self. And I stopped myself short because I, before I became worse. But I wondered, is this who I really want to be? How am I becoming this? Or have I always been this and I'm evolving away from it? How often do we 
expect the attention to be just on us. We've talked a couple of Sundays about things being about us. How often do we get unhappy when things aren't our way? How often do we get mad when the world is not running exactly according to our plan? Our concept of how things are is our concept. It's unique. Each one of us has one. For as many billions of people on this planet, each person has a concept of what is right, what is going wrong, and how to fix it. Some of those concepts are are very conscious of the collection of everybody, and some of them are just conscious of what would make us feel good and comfortable. What's right for us? Individually. And I dare to suggest that the people in in Washington, D.C. right now are not being cautious with their words. They're not thinking about the effect of those words on people. They are trying to lead us with fear into fear. One time I interviewed Dan Rather. I don't know if any of you know who he is. Uh, He was a CBS News correspondent and was around during the time of 9-11. And I was was at one time the editor of a magazine called The Elegant Texan. And I do apologize very much. That uh, when I interviewed Dan Rather, we were talking about 9-11. And what interested me was he talked about his experiences as a child going to church during World War II and the importance to him of a song, Safe Am I, Safe Am I, Safe Am I in the Hands of God. I question how many of us feel safe these days? How many people are afraid? How can we ignore that families have lost their houses? The economy is turning around, but the jobs are not paying what some of these people paid. were paid. And we are on the edge now of giant bonuses once again being given to people. All of these things raise concerns. And we are quickly appear to be divided into a country of have and have-nots. Now, in saying that, I'm not saying everybody wants the same thing, that everybody wants to have the same amount of wealth and the same amount of responsibility goes with accumulating that wealth. But I am wondering, I am wondering, are those who have insulating their accumulated wealth to the disadvantage of those who have not. And so if we do have a fiscal cliff, does that mean that those who have will be okay and those who have not will be pushed into the ground? 
And is that what love would want us to do? I don't have answers. I'm talking about what I'm seeing. I'm talking about what I'm hearing. And I'm talking about what I'm feeling. But I do believe the answer lies in each of us taking time and reaching out. Reaching out deliberately, daily, multiple times a day perhaps, for just a minute at a time. And sending a mental reminder. That's what we've been doing here. We've been forming a mental club. A club of minds joined together, sending love to the universe and believing that love is possible. Believing that we can make certain that all who live have something, have the basics of life. We've we've joined our minds about poverty and about lack of food. And now I'm suggesting we need to join our minds together, not just about peace, but about wisdom and remembering the effects that are so cavalierly talked about can have gigantic consequences. And it's a pretty frightening thought. If you're talking about a group who are the most outspoken at this point and have clearly, in being outspoken, have spoken against taking care of those who have not. And I am not talking about Mitt Romney and his donations to his church. That's lovely. But everybody is not a member of his church. I'm talking about the idea that there is a political faction that believes people should voluntarily share and at the same time believes that If you don't have, then God is somehow punishing you. So why would they give you something to lift you up if you don't have? And then they're talking about a potential economic crisis that could make many more people be without. And does that mean that those many more people are also not worthwhile in the eyes of God in their mind. And would that then sustain and support not taking care of those in need because they are not worthy in the eyes of God? This is an entitlement. I don't think that people feel good when they just get... I don't think that they aspire to be necessarily their highest selves when they don't have to do anything at all. I'm not talking about how to deal with human dignity right now. I'm talking about just human survival. Can we really continue to turn our eyes away? I called it hooded eyes last week. Can we truly continue to have hooded eyes? There is someone out there, I believe it may be a male, who would like to speak on this show about a book, and I haven't read the book, so that makes it a little bit awkward, but he could tell it about us about it if he wants. 
Uh, the call-in number here is 646-595-3584. But what we're going to do first, so that if I get any callers, I'm going to put them on hold until we do this. We're going to first just focus on ourselves because you love others as you love yourselves. And then today we are going to have a very large conscious raising. Today we are going to focus our minds and our hearts on sending a message to leaders around the world. A very basic message that you can pick up and bring into your life pattern every day. And I don't know if we'll ever be done with it, even if we survive this crisis. Because if this country, the United States, has a huge crisis, it echoes around the world. That means around the world, the number of half-nots will increase and the political dialogue about why we should not take care of those in need will become like pounding drums. If you recall at the beginning, I said that people are looking for salvation. Salvation is in our own deeds. It's in looking at our behavior and evaluating whether it's loving. It is not something we get from God. It is something we give to ourselves by making a commitment to ourselves to let the past go and be our highest self right now. So as always, the first thing we're going to do after my long monologue is Annihil's Be Still Thy Soul. And it's only three minutes and 40 seconds. And I pick up that particular song. I, I selected it because the message is so strong. And because it's just three minutes and 40 seconds. Because as I've said so many times, people tell me they do not have time to meditate. Now, they may not have time to do a Deepak Chopra uh, two-hour meditation to peace every day, but every one of us has three minutes, sometime during the day, that we can take time to join our breath with God, with love, with all that is, that we can remember our nature, that we can empower our souls, that we can join together in love. Now, what I usually suggest when people are meditating is that you act as though your nose is in the soles of your feet. And the reason I make that recommendation is because, as so many of you know, it is a short, very short trip 
between the nose and the lungs. <clears throat> Pardon me. But it is a very much longer trip from the soles of the feet. And if you act as though your nose is in the soles of your feet and you pull your breath up the front of your calves, up your thighs, you cross over your hips, and now you are right at your base chakra. And as you climb up your spine, your divining rod, you will begin to feel the energy of all that is. No matter what name you call that, the universe, God, Allah, Yahweh, love, you will begin to feel your divine connection with everything that exists. As you let go of your fear in the first chakra, as you envelop creativity in the second, so that your breath is fearless, creative, as you cross through the solar plexus, the stomach area, and you feel the excitement of healing breath. And so as your breath moves up fearless, creative, healing, it moves to the heart, the heart chakra, the zone of love, and thrust back your shoulders. Allow yourself to be loved and to love. Open your heart. Now pull your fearless, creative, Feeling, loving breath up, and you'll stop at your throat chakra, the zone of the words. The one thing that's interesting about the throat chakra is probably, although we would like to think that everything is created with weapons, that everything painful, war, is created with weapons, it generally starts first with words. And that's what we're hearing now. We're hearing words that are causing people to question what's going on. And so if you want to, please bring your fearless, creative, healing, loving breath up and let it float through your voice box. Forgive yourself the words that you've used that have not been your highest words. And invite yourself to use kind words, loving words. And as as you move into today and tomorrow, forgive yourself when your words are less than they can be and catch them. Catch them before the situation gets out of hand and recognize them publicly. Identify them. And now taking your fearless, creative healing, loving, kind speaking, forgiving words come up in yourself. Forgive yourself and come to the third eye. That's the area in the forehead where you manifest. It's the zone of manifestation. Sit there for a moment with fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, kind words. And just imagine the day, manifest the day that will be your day today. How you will show love. How you will try to be love. How you will recognize that you are a light. That you are part of all that is. That we are all connected. 
And now pulling that fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath up. I'd like you to open the top of your head, your crown chakra. And I'd like you now to join your breath with the breath of every other being in the world. With the breath of God. With the breath of all that is. And feel yourself. Feel that breath coursing through you as God's breath is joined with your breath. As the breath that all that exists is joined with your breath. Feel the empowering energy of that. And now reach out your hand and take the hand of God beside you because you are never alone. You always are accompanied by all that is. And now I'm going to turn on Be Still Thy Soul. You are a light. It's three minutes and 40 seconds sitting here holding hands with God. That's how close it is. Feel the peace of this moment. And allow that peace to be your motivator, your stimulator as you move through the chaos that surrounds us. Here we go. Annihilate, be still, Isol.
Make each of us a source of light. We are. It's within us. It is within us. But we need to act on that. And we need to believe that we are enough to do so. There are so many factors out there that put people down and make them feel that they cannot meet some sort of defined perfect standard. Maybe it's having a million dollars or something different. Yet most people don't want to have this to meet this perfect standard and accumulate huge wealth. They simply want to live a peaceful life. And I suggest to you today that holding hands with God is definitely the beginning of that process. The next step in that process is recognizing, beginning to recognize the feeling that comes to you as you sit holding hands with God. So that you begin to recognize what peace feels like and what chaos feels like. And you begin to nurture and develop longer periods of having peace. You begin to move toward mindful meditation all the time, always knowing that God is there to take your hand, that the collective all that is is there to hold your hand, that you are a part of all beings, and they are there supporting you in being all you can be. And those who are not You can't allow them to pull you away from the security of what you know, from the security of knowing, living, and breathing a loving life is the answer. It is the way. Now, with that said, What we're going to do today is we're going to form, please continue to hold hands with God. We haven't formed our circle yet, but I want to talk with you a little bit about it. I don't think that there is anyone who has not come face to face with someone who will be impacted by our falling off a physical cliff. I truly not believe that there is any human being that is that isolated that they have never met someone who has less than them. Someone that is getting by but can't really handle any more stresses and strains. Someone who lives paycheck to paycheck. Who manages They used to call that group the silent majority in our country. The have-nots perhaps are a step down from that. The people who no longer have paychecks. The people who are struggling. The people who work two or three jobs to live in our inflated world. How inflated is this world? 
I had my birthday last week, Saturday. Let me tell you, in the years that I have been alive, and my hair would be naturally gray, in the years that I have been alive, I have seen gasoline go from 10.9 cents a gallon to at times over $4. I have seen an onion go from a big onion for a penny to 60 or 70 cents a pound. I have seen people go from raising a garden every summer to feed their families, to us all going to the grocery store and consuming gasoline to get there. I have seen black and white TVs change to color and change to digital. Apparently there's another change coming. I don't understand what it is. I have seen people go to movie theaters on Tuesdays for five cents and on Saturdays for 25 cents. I've seen people be able to take their family to the movies and buy them popcorn and drinks for no more than... 50 cents a person. I've seen a time when minimum wage was $1.35 an hour and it's now eight fifty. I've seen a time when surplus foods were handed out to people I've seen a time when people still walked from one place to the other and sometimes walked very long distance. And I'm not giving you a 20, I walked 20 mile in the snow story. I have someone on hold where I'm going to, before, let me, bring this person in because they've just called in a moment ago. I've seen all of these things and I've seen people try to stretch a dollar. And so today we're going to join together in just a minute after we speak to our our, our listener at 951-285-0322. We're going to spend the last minutes of this show today joining our minds together to send a message to our leaders around the world, a reminder. We're going to remind them, oops, the listener just hung up, the caller just hung up. I guess I wasn't fast enough. We're going to remind them of... A regular dose, the silent majority, 
to people who live from hand to mouth, to people who would be affected by our going off the fiscal cliff, to people who would view that as going into, falling off into the Grand Canyon, not just to fall, but their fiscal demise in a society that right now does not want to take care of those who are not working. And that's what we're going to spend our energy doing. I, I'm terribly so, sorry that uh, I, I missed this um, caller and I do apologize. I, I'm not the world's best um, studio manager. I used to have someone work with me, and that was much better, actually. I get caught up, and I don't notice the number until there's been a lot of time. Please call back in, and I will look for you now. So we've got 21 minutes left, and we're all going to come together, and we're going to form a collective conscious to change the men or the many or the me of the thinking. We're going to remind those who are cavalierly acting as though going off the fiscal cliff doesn't matter that it does. I don't know what the solution is. It may well be an awful lot of talking, but we cannot ignore that there are people in this world right now who need to be more cautious with their words because they are supposed to lead us not by our prejudices. They should not pander to our fears but they should lead us to a safe, secure place. That's why we elected them. To bring us to a place of safety. And what is interesting is the very party that is so adverse to raising taxes on those who have more than enough are prepared to raise taxes on those who live paycheck to paycheck. Charging for health insurance, payments that employers provide that are currently tax-free. Charging taxes on that. Eliminating the only subsidy the middle class has, the subsidy for housing, for buying your home, I don't know about the Social Security tax that went into place. Um, I'm not even sure. I I, I have to be honest with you. We've got a huge Social Security population. Uh, I don't know about that, but that's one of the taxes. Um, Continuing Bush-era tax cuts for the wealthy. These are all very political things, but they are also things that have a connection because we need to, as a species, as beings, 
be sensitive to those around us. We are here to be vessels of love. And the question always is, is this a loving thing to do? That is not to say there aren't hard choices, but we are left in a place where our leaders are spouting words with such contempt that affect so many that I cannot stay silent. And so I ask you to join with me now in a collective prayer, a collective meditation, a collective thought where we send to the people in Washington, D.C., but not just the members of the Capitol, not just the senators and the representatives, not just to the House of Representatives offices and the Senate offices, but also to all of the lobbyists. Collectively, we are going to remind them. Joining our minds together collectively, we are going to remind them of the people they know the people they have met for whom going off the fiscal cliff is fiscal death. Let's let that thought just echo. We want to visualize Washington, D.C. And I'm going to put on a piece of music here as the background. Might as well have some music while we're visualizing Washington. See if I can get my music, excuse me. <clears throat> Pardon me, I do apologize. I built a bit of asthma today. Uh, we're going to play... Um, we're going to play... Solar Wind, Interstellar. And we're going to play that in the background here as we listen. You know, I forever load up my music and then it gets unloaded if I don't use it fast enough. So I want to be sure that I'm picking the right piece here. As we meditate together to send a message, let's do Pathless Journey, Kobayaka's Pathless Journey. That's a good one. That will take us just about to the end of the program. It's a long one. So let's begin. And you are sitting here currently. If you've joined the program at any point, the circle is always open for you. And I'm trusting that you can hear the music. And we are sitting here together, currently holding the hand of God as we know God, of all that is, of every being, combined together. That's what I call God. That's what I call love. 
all that is. And now, let us breathe together, pulling in the breath, up the front of our thighs, crossing over, going up our divining rod, fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath. And as you come to the third eye, the zone of manifestation, I want you to stop there on your third breath. So, you're going to take your first breath up and you're going to allow it to go out and titrate in and become the breath of all that is joined with birth. And as you breathe out, breathe out, I am enough to make a difference. Now let's do your second breath. Healing, creating, healing, loving. Giving kind words. Manifesting. As you pull in your next breath, fearless, create, heal, loving. already and take the hand as your neighbor and side. And let us sit here with each one of you mentally manifesting of your For me, I can see Washington, D.C. I can get closer and I can see Sacramento, California.
imagine myself there. But I am not me, but instead a free. And as a breeze, I am going around and through the halls of all of the governmental beings, the governmental buildings. I'm going through the White House. I'm going to the Capitol. I'm going underneath Washington, D.C into the tunnel or below the capital. Just stop that Not really It's filling every corner of every cup. Granny of every building in Washington. And I'm going to do the same thing in Sacramento. And I invite you to do the same thing in your capital. Envision the political buildings filling up with trees. Very, very. by the effect of this inflated world we live. If their money was reduced at all. People who are struggling to make ends meet. At present. Building are filling as people are remembered and they're silent. It's not relevant to the way those in Washington those in Sacramento 
I was in every state in the United States up in there. If we remind that word when they become reality and citizens who do not have the tools to recover immediately. We remind our leaders that leading by fear and prejudice does not take us Way from fear to solution does not ignite creativity, does not value others as you want to be valued yourself. Let us send collective practice that do unto others you would have them to you. Take on a reality in the mind. Keep the world the wealthy and the poor. That we remove judgment about God's love related to the accumulation of material things. Instead, we open up the realm there is reminding our leaders of those affected by their decisions to manage Inspiring our to develop ways to bring peace out of the chaos rather than adding chaos. reminder. We can't guarantee they will heed that reminder. But we can make the reminder as like mosquitoes. We may not be speaking with the voice, but we are speaking with our thoughts. And we are manifesting
And as we continue to remain linked, human God, human God, human God, being God, being God, being God, let us commit one to the other that throughout the week when our mind shifts to the reality of doing unto others as you would have them do unto you, as we endeavor to be kind and forgive ourselves when we are not and move back into the present and back into fixing, that we spend some portion of every day sending a message mentally to our leaders, reminding them of that very same message, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Reminding them of the power of their fear-driven words and how fear does not take us out of chaos but makes it worse. There are solutions. I say namaste to each of you, which means I salute your inner divinity. I thank you for listening to my show. And I hope that I am making a small message for each of you to build on. Until next week, peace be with you now and always.